previously on the Dave and Steve show. I, you know, I'm thinking maybe I should cancel this order or whatever, yeah. but I didn't want yeah. to cancel the order because he had what I wanted. Kidding. So, I mean, like, I was really trusting that this thing that I'm holding right now for the listeners is uh, would would come to me, and it was it was it didn't come at a cost where even if I had just lost all the money, I didn't feel like it was going to be a big deal to me. I see what what was funny is, and we were talking about this before the show. I um I thought I was snoozed by a lot of people, but it turns out that everybody just didn't care. I was four episodes into Unsolved Mysteries before I was like, are they not? Does none of this shit get solved? Um, I uh, had posted something that I feel very strongly about that um, Allosaurus is the true king of the dinosaurs. Be a expensive laundry hanger. Right, right. Yeah. So, and and I have no desire to play pinball with my feet. My, yeah, my wife My wife is not emotionally stable. I think that's well established. <laughs> so, um, there was only one thing that I asked for. Uh, Pick one of the, the two. The, we just do the headlines, like Tracy said. No, let's... Uh... He's... He's ready to go. He's going to pull like from a dirt the Steve and show a... news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green it's with this week's. Hey, uh, it is tough too when you think about it to teabag a leak shut in space because they don't hang down like they typically do. And so when you squat over it and try to hang them down, they tend to float <laughs> up. I, I had a couple of things happen this, this, um, last week and the the first thing i'll mention is um the sink clog that i thought i had fixed no <laughs> can you i got one intro in the whole show and you're talking over can you i cannot count the number of times walter cronkite had somebody off camera yelling about dirk diggler while they <laughs> they launched the nightly news you, you guys need to do a better job of telling me how funny i am show number 29 of the dave and steve show i am dave sitting right alongside me a mere 27 miles away is steve 29 is that's a lot of shows and from parts unknown the lovely and buxom tracy I'm committed to the idea of saying fewer stupid things this week. You guys want to know the crazy thing? It's show number what? 29, and we're recording on the 29th. Oh. How no. crazy. So if, if, if you were into, like, numerology, you would um, you would write a, like, 600-page book about That's right. today. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, it would appear number 11 on uh, Amazon's list. Oh. So just thinking about that's exhausting. Hey, I want to bring up something. Um, If we did any more previously on the Dave and Steve show, it would have been officially a clip show. Tonight tonight was a long one. Tonight was a long one when I was putting it together. And and initially when I started grabbing those, I was like, "Ah, I don't have much this week. This is going to be a short previously and then by the time it was done i had actually cut out around four or five yeah you left some stuff on the cutting room floor with that one because we yeah hey uh before we get going with our typical wackiness and zaniness i want to have a true serious moment for a second i didn't tell the guys i was going to do this but i just want to say so we have here in the states we've got a big election coming up next week we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of heard about it we're gonna have a lot of stressed out people on both sides on all sides of the political spectrum Mm -hmm. i'm just asking 
everybody just be cool, be kind. Yeah. And on top of everything else, if you know somebody, because I, I, I have a lot of people in my life who I can tell this is a, the stress of this, whether you agree with the stress, think the stress is silly, whatever it might be, for those people, it is affecting them. So if you have people who have any kind of issues with this type of stuff, maybe going through a tough time mentally, and this is just making things worse, reach out to them, check on them, make sure that they're okay. And frankly, just know that even if this isn't that big of a deal to you, it is to some other people and just, just check in on them and make sure they're okay. That's, that's all I wanted to say. If you guys have anything to add, feel free, but I just wanted it, to kind of get that out there. It would be amazing what a, a, what a truly human gesture would do for some people right now. And this is like you said, and what you're trying to say and have said many times, this is not a political statement. Many people are very bothered by it, and it's causing real, real uh, rubber-meets-the-road problems in their lives. And those things need to be addressed only by friends and people who care. That's right. That's, well, That's right. Yeah. I uh, I feel like this is kind of like an intervention for me. I, I And I, I feel this way because I literally sent Dave a text. Was it yesterday? I said, I am going to pop. Like I, yesterday I was, I was at like all kinds, I was not, I was not okay. I was not okay yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I was really, I was really struggling and yesterday bled into today. And this morning I, I got up even earlier than I normally do. I went to, um, I went to swim and somebody poked me the wrong way and i just i i just i didn't do it i didn't engage i just didn't engage and i like i'm like i could take this dude apart and i'm not gonna and, and i'm not gonna do it i'm just gonna okay great i just i just let it go <laughs> yep. and i i'm one of these people like i'm 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 definitely affected i'm walking through there i i took um election day off and i lit i literally told my boss that if um, uh, <laughs> that that I I don't know where I'm going to be like it says you know location for your where you're going to be out of office yeah I'm uh, I'm going to be at home I may take a really big sleeping pill and wake up on the fourth yes. right and just yeah. just call and just call, <laughs> just like do like dogs on Independence Day that's just right. oh god them and just uh, get through the uh, trauma sure oh that would wouldn't that just be now, first, okay, I'm not advocating that we sedate the population of the United States for Election Day. That that's scandalous. Yeah. But, but I've already voted. I'm not going to. I'm not going to change anybody's mind. Um, that day is going to be ruined for me. <laughs> I have to do this. I really appreciate the. Uh, I really appreciate the um, intervention, fellas. Yeah, no problem. Here for you. If if you're done making this all about you i'd like to just once again say if you know somebody who's going through a tough time reach out to them hey speaking of because you were joking when you said if we could all just like sedate ourselves and sleep through all this i have surgery on election day what? i'm going in for surgery on election day i am literally going to sleep through this oh, entire thing so great. oh let me take you let me let me let that be the thing I have to do instead of dealing with election day. And my oh. surgery is at three o'clock, which means it will I will be 
starting to get checked in. That's just my check-in time. So by the time the surgery actually rolls around 4, 4.30, I'm thinking West Coast time, which is when shit is really starting to kick off with this election thing. I will sleep. I will sleep right through the bulk of the madness and frankly be mostly out of it when I get home that night. I'm not going to remember too much anyway. So this is the timing could not have been better. I'm just I'm just going to take a sleepy pill. And I'm also I'm going to put the name of my candidate in an envelope and I'm going to ask the doctor to open it halfway through the surgery. And if my candidate is losing by a fair amount at that point, I just want him to give a couple extra pumps on the sleepy time medication and just let me, I, I don't need to wake back up again. I'm good. Just, I'll let, just, you, just let you slip yeah, into the abyss. Yes, yeah, just let it. sweet just, embrace. Yeah, just write, write it out. Wow. Yeah. You, that's the ultimate, that's a pro level. Yeah. That is planning. Yeah. Yes. That is some next level biz yeah. Yeah. right there. Hey, uh, so today was not, now we're going to get into the, our typical stuff. I'm going to talk about poo-poo and things like that. But uh, so, 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 so first of all, and I told you guys this, I sent you a message about this on Facebook. I'm sitting at my desk, and I know people listening to the podcast can't hear this, but directly behind me is a guitar amplifier and a couple of guitars. And I have one guitar in particular that I play. That's kind of my go-to guitar. Anytime I want to goof around, I, that's what I pick up and play. I also have a Les Paul that I have played many times on stage with Steve, but that I don't play quite as much since I have acquired this new guitar. So that one sort of sits off behind a little bit, and I don't I don't play it too often. So at a certain point, I decide, hey, I want to I dust off the Les Paul. I haven't played it in a little while. I get it out. I plug it in. It's a black guitar. Mm-hmm. I put it up on my lap, and I notice that really on the entire guitar, but really down towards the bottom. If you think about a guitar and a guitar stand, the sort of heavy, large part of the guitar sits on the bottom, and then the neck stands upright, and that's how a guitar sits in its little stand that you put it in. Now I'm holding this thing horizontally on my lap instead of vertically as it sits in the stand, and I can see all these strange marks splatters on the on the guitar itself and it is one of those things that was literally breaking my brain where i'm like i don't it look it looked like if that guitar had been sitting in a stand and somebody threw an egg at it the egg splattered against the guitar dribbled down and then the whole thing dried i had this like dried crusty liquid all over the guitar and I'm just thinking, what is this? So, I can't. This is a black varnish because this is a Les Paul custom, Correct. so it has a black sort of very glassy, glossy. That's right. Finish. So with it being rough and it's very instantly noticeable, without a doubt, it. especially with the light yeah. hitting it at that angle. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. I cannot process what this is. And so, what do I do? Because what do you do anytime you encounter something like this? I give it the old it. sniff test. Yeah, I, I smell oh. it to see. I, I, I'm like, I scrape it off. I put it into a sealed bag and send yeah. it off to the lab. No. Like, every, like everybody else no. does. And I immediately know what it is. Immediately I know. there. It's an undeniable odor. It is cat piss. My oh. cat sprayed my guitar at some point. And it's one of those things, listen, I'm in this office every single day. I would think, because I just smelled the guitar, I can vividly smell what it is. I would think I would notice if a cat had urinated in my office and I suddenly could smell this smell. I don't know if he did it in the night and it dried and then the odor just wasn't pungent enough to where I noticed when I came in. I don't know how long, like I say, that guitar hadn't been played in weeks. 
I don't know how long it had been sitting there, but at a certain point, apparently my cat decided that he needed to repaint my Les Paul guitar. Now, that is the only Gibson you have, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, I have a Fender. That, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly this is an indication that the cat hates Gibson guitars. I, I guess so. I guess. Yeah. Let me tell you, this cat leads a charmed life. The Both of my kids smother him with affection Love that cat to death. He's never without food. He's never without water. My wife is a complete and utter neat freak. So his litter box, we've had arguments about, I feel like she changes the litter box too often because all he has to do is walk by it, not even get in it. And she feels like it's time to change the litter box. So always fresh litter. Cat doesn't want for anything. And yet for some reason, I guess we angered him at some point because he yeah. came into the one room he hardly ever frequents and immediately pissed on my guitar no cats are sociopaths that's i mean they just are yeah i mean so of course they they look by oh that looks nice yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know? i mean and to be fair i mean i've been in the same room with your guitars and i have been tempted to pee on one of them uh, I, but I mean, I don't because I mean, I'm well adjusted and, but still, I mean, so for the cat, I mean, it's more natural and they're, they have less inhibitions about it. <laughs> so, so I deal with that. And listen, if you've never owned a guitar, just know that it is a pain in the ass to clean a guitar, even when there's not cat piss all over the guitar. So to clean it when there is, you have to take knobs off. You have to take strings off. You have to basically disassemble the guitar completely to mm -hmm. get it really That's cleaned true. and then put it all back together again. So that was that was what my cat did. Now we're going to shift to the dog. So my <laughs> wife uh, has a she does this little side gig where she uh, has dogs over and she watches them while people are out of town or doing whatever they need to do. And so. We currently have a little dog at our house, a very little dog. And I, I only say this because we're not sure if it was that dog or if it was the, the small dog that we have. One of them pooped on the floor. Not mm -hmm. a huge deal. Does happen. If you have little dogs, especially, it's one of the things you have to deal with from time to time. However, we also have a Roomba robotic vacuum. No, <laughs> no, dude, this is the nightmare that everybody talks about. So this is this morning. Oh, my wife. So I go upstairs for my I always have. I don't always, but I typically have morning phone calls around eight o'clock in the morning is when my phone calls kick off. So I go I go upstairs for my eight o'clock phone call. I have that phone call. I wrap it up. I come down because I typically I have a, you know, a, a, the same. I go through the same steps almost every morning. I have that eight o'clock phone call. My routine is I then come down and get a cup of coffee so I can get a little caffeine and get going. As I'm coming, I'm, I'm reaching the top of the stairs about to walk down and I hear my wife say, oh, my God. And I can hear the vacuum, you know, doing its thing. So I come walking down the stairs and it looks like crop circles all over the carpet in our front room. There's these I perfectly. It's, it's communicating to us. There's these through. perfectly patterned little circles about every six feet. And she has now hit that. She's hit the stop button at this point. And then the smell hits me. This oh. is this is dog poop that has been broken open and smeared across the living room floor. And I don't do well with poop. 
I don't do well with when I used to have to change my kids' diapers. If it's dog poop, if it's cat poop, it doesn't matter. I do not do well. I gag. I immediately start gagging. My eyes water, tear up. And my wife hates this because the physical reaction is so obvious. There's no way I can fake it. There's no way that I can fake (laughs) gagging and having that kind of reaction. So it just pisses her off because she knows I can't help clean this up or there's going to be vomit on the floor too. So she immediately just says, go make your coffee and get out of here so I can just take care of this. So I go in and I make the coffee and I come back out. And as I'm walking up the stairs, she says, look at this. And she turns the room upside down. It looks like the bottom of a Jeep Cherokee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was. Did, now, with Roomba, did you pay for the undercoating? No, no, we did not. No. And it wouldn't have helped with the carpet anyway. That was the, that, the I mean, we almost just threw the Roomba away. But it's the carpet that was the. That is not. I. That is not a bad. I mean, I understand. It's like, that's right on the edge, man. Yeah. Because now that. you got. Now you have to field strip that thing too. So <laughs> then, to so we're gonna cover the trifecta because then tonight, forty five minutes before we start recording the show, I hear my wife yell from downstairs to my son Sebastian, "Can you come let your dog out because he just vomited all over the floor?" So the big black Ooh. lab threw up all over the floor tonight so that's that's been our our dealings with animals of late we had one piss on the guitar we had one poop on the floor and we had a dog vomit all over a different floor in the house so it's it's been good we really enjoy being animal owners wow now the one other thing i wanted to cover which is totally shifting gears now and then we'll (laughs) I'll, i'll check in with you guys to see what you've been up to it's the bake sale I have this thing, and listen, I started getting these emails. I've, I've got them up here just so that I can I can be honest with all this. So back in January, January 28th of 2016 is when I, have be, I began to get emails from a, what I have surmised to be a very sweet lesbian couple from Florida. And mm-hmm. I say there, I went many years not realizing it was two girls because one's name is Jan, which is a, you know, obvious, I think, female name. The other one was Terry. And I assumed it, I just assumed it was a Terry guy and a Jan girl. Now that I know over time, because I've heard Terry referred to as she, Jan referred to as she, the reason I know they're from Florida, and I'm not going to share too much information here because for obvious reasons, right. the, the email address is at tampabay.rr.com. So I, I'm assuming it's Florida, but who knows for sure. So January 28th of 2016, I started to get these emails. And the the first one was literally Christmas Open House. It says, we're having our annual Christmas Open House on December 21st from 2 to 5. Stop by and have a glass of cheer or two and a munchie. Signed, Terry and Jan. So, you know, one of those things where I just was like, I'm I'm not going to... I'll just delete that I'll, or not. I'll just read it, move on. I'm not going to respond to them and say, hey, you have the wrong person because somebody just put me in by mistake. OK, so you don't you don't know who these people I have, are. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't probably didn't make that clear. And I have no clue who they are. OK, the next email was a forward uh, for the fish fry that they were having. And it gives details on the fish, fish fry. And again, I don't want to go into too much on this because, you know, I don't want to share anything like overly personal. What I will say is as time went on. I started to I started to really enjoy accidentally hearing from from Terry and Jan with these updates that they would they would send. 
And then it became weirdly voyeuristic where each time would one would roll in, I would actually say to my wife, hey, I got a new email from Jan today, or hey, Terry sent an email today. Somehow they have they have put the wrong letter on an email uh, on part of a name and it's been sent to me and now I'm on their list and they just send these blanket emails to these lists. Right. What I said to my wife was, I am going to actually now turn the corner on this to where one of them is going to get ill and I'm going to start to get really invested and feel bad about this. Well, Terry has gotten ill. Oh, no. Terry is very ill now and in the hospital. And now I'm at this moral conundrum of now I've let it go on way too long. Now I'm starting to get these these personal emails. So what I had to do was I had to literally block them so that they filter right into my spam. So I don't see these anymore because I was starting to see there wasn't anything inappropriate in the emails, but it was very obvious that they were going through some very difficult times right now. So it went from this fun, like, ha-ha, this old couple from Florida has put me on this mailer list by mistake to, wow, this is a real bummer. Like, and I don't know, I, in, in retrospect, I think I probably should have, should have nipped this in the bud much sooner than, than I actually ultimately did. Yeah, but there's no evidence that that would have worked because the same thing happened to me about 10 years ago. And uh, because of the way Gmail in particular allows you to be able to, because there's a lot of things that you can do to play with a Gmail address that a lot of people don't realize. You can add characters to it to be able to even filter your own. So you can change your own email address with periods and pluses to be able to customize your email address so that it routes to you and allows you to do things. If you ever looked at how you can do that, so many years ago, uh, about it was about 10 years ago, I started getting emails uh, about um, uh, this gal looking for, um, oh, it was a parents group um, going for this gal's um, school. And so I contacted her immediately. Hey, I think these go to you. And she apologized. Oh, you've been inundated with these. I'm sorry. Uh, big mistake. And then her friends would get together and they would include me in their <laughs> yeah. group. And so now I'm yeah. in their group and I'd be like, Hey guys. And I contacted them several times and I am still to this day in their group. And then I got invited to Maureen's 50th birthday celebration where they were going to spend a weekend of a girly weekend in San Francisco. You I knew should have gone. You definitely go to that. So you, the whole 100% go to no. that again. My wife is telling me you need to go. Yeah. You know them. You've been, you're practically like in this group of women. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going. That would be no. the, that would be one of the greatest. You take a documentary film crew with you. Exactly. And, you, and, you the, and the whole thing you, is like, but <laughs> what Tracy I did in a cocktail so dress, I know, I know the weekend. I know where they're staying. I know what they're doing. I know everything. I have like all this information about their group and Marine doesn't know about it and it's going to be really exciting. And I know what everybody does because they're all on LinkedIn and everybody. It's like, I know what they all do. And uh, so, I mean, I did what anybody would do is I bought a plane ticket. No, just kidding. I no, my God. I would totally do that. I, I sent, would... I sent a gift to the hotel, to the concierge, to have it delivered with an explanation of saying, hey, 
I've been like, you know, and you know, a, a fifth beetle to your group yeah, for a while. Yeah. And uh and j- just here's a here's a bottle of wine and 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 hope Maureen has a great 50th birthday and God bless you and everything. And so um super and, classy. Super well, classy. And probably that it is super classy, but I have to admit that I went to social media uh in in Facebook to get advice about what to do because the probably the least classy thing was what my like inclination was telling me to do so i can't take credit for this i i I take credit for my circle of influence for doing this but yeah you're right there's no there's no evidence that you telling them would have made a difference right so i find it totally interesting that all three of us have gone through something exactly like this mine was similar with um my email address is stevedam at gmail.com. Right. Keep those cards and letters coming in. Um, but somebody with the name Steve Dam, it was like really like Stephen Dam at gmail.com, <clears throat> got sick. There was another Steve Dam that got sick. And I immediately started getting emails on this one particular, it was like, uh, hey, Steve just found out we're praying for you i'm so sorry i i'm so sorry i know this is you know horrible news but you i'm like what who talked to my doctor before i right yeah. you know that kind of that i you know that you're it's you start to freak out a little bit and then you of course realize this is going on and i immediately try i have to i have to figure this out because these messages have to get to the right steve dam so I sent it, um, uh, I sent it on, I find, found out who it was, you know, uh, sent a note to the family and said, Hey, look, this is going to happen. I am more than happy to just forward these on when they, when they come in, I'll, I'll let you have them. Well, then they're sending back to me. Oh, we really appreciate it. People don't, we'll, we'll try to get that out to as many people. I'm still getting emails right. like and they're coming in and i'm sending them off and so i'm having more interactions with the family it you know after a little while you know the other steve passes away and oh, it was it it was horrible uh because i'm now i'm getting these um you know these funeral email right. like i'm like and i'm trying to send back i'm like hey this is this is the one you want to get to, you know, but at that point it's that email is, that's the last email that's going to, you know, come in. Right. So it was, it was absolutely, you know, terrible, but I had this fairly casual relationship with the family. You know, at the end, I, I reach out to this complete stranger that the only thing, my name is different but it's not that different. There's other Steve Dams out there. Not a lot of them, but it's not like, you know, like, Dave, you know, Dave, Dave Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was weird. Well, and you know, I, I think one, one of the things that illustrates is that, and in all the three of us experiencing this is that there is this sort of thinking that like, Oh my gosh, with this information that's going out to strangers, think of the awful thing that happens. But the reality is that's not what occurs. 
99% of the time, very decent people are trying to do the best thing. If somebody like on the road stopped in front of me driving a Ferrari and threw me the keys and says, here's an address, would you drive it there? I wouldn't be like, oh, great, this is awesome. I'm going to steal this Ferrari. I'm thinking like, will I know how to drive this thing? Yeah. Do I, yeah. Here, let me get the GPS set up to a perfect stranger dropping off, you know, a several, you know, quarter million dollar car. And I'm worrying about if I can get the GPS set up to find out the address and if I know how to drive this strange I feel vehicle. like this is a nightmare yeah. Tracy had just last night. Maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know. And oh, I my God. I can't drive time. stick anymore. <laughs> this, is this a six gear? Yeah. I don't understand. But, it, yeah. but it, it speaks to the fact that in general, even in this digital age where we have the ability to get information and we forget that like phone books existed with yeah. everybody's name and that people are basically, for the most part, very good to each other and want to do the right thing. <laughs> As, exactly. I, again, like I, I'm, I'm literally bummed, like genuinely concerned right. for this person I've never met in my life that I was just accidentally put on an email thread with. There is, I, I, and I, my wife and I have had now had long discussions about this about sincerely saying hope she pulls through they seem like good people <laughs> like it is right. it's such a weird non-connection connection well you know there's there's some synchronicity or some you know magic to that you know like you know if you if you believe in the things happen for a reason kind of philosophy um you find yourself in this situation and you wonder, is there some good I can do with this? And then all of a sudden they, you know, there is some good, like, like maybe they need a hospital bed and they need to raise the money and they don't, they don't realize that this, you know, host of a podcast, you know, is multi-million uh, is, dollar it, podcast. Well, is right. part of this. So, you know, like we reach out to our, you know, yep. listeners and yep. we, we raise the money for a hospital bed or something like that and, and make something happen. You know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing that Tracy was saying there, there's decent people out, out there that want to do the right thing and will, will actually grab onto a good piece of, you know, humanity and make something happen. You know, yeah. it's, it's great. So I loved that you sent that bottle of wine with a little note because they chuckled about that shit all weekend. You know, they actually, did. they, uh, they called the police on me, but anyway, right. that's another story. <laughs> that's the news fellas. Hey, uh, Hey Steve, what do you got? What'd you do last week? Anything big? Uh, how many um, animals shit on your floor? I did not have, I did not have the animal issue. I, I will tell you that we did put in an application for, um, for another, uh, German shepherd because one seal team six German shepherd is not enough. Um, so we're going to find out if we, so you have a have very nice house in a very nice area. You yourself have said it's a small, modest house. Yes. You're now going to have three dogs and three humans living in this very small house. One little one. One of the dogs is so little; it's like ridiculous. Um, How did Zach take it when you told him he would have to live somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's actually he's quite he's quite fine with it. Um, I knew no, he we we have, uh, things are you know the, the last of the projects are coming together. Um, I'm still trying to chase down this check for my contractor 
um, who's, you know, mildly accusing me of stealing money from him in every text that he sends me. Um, that's, that's, you know, things are going well. I, um, I do, I, I need to ask though. Um, I bought this hat and I am, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works. Is this I, the one you're wearing now? So, yeah. So, so explain the hat. So the people. Okay. So I, I want, I, I need something to cover my head. Um, because I, I'm balding in the back and I'm, yeah. you know, concerned about, you know, melanoma or whatever. And, and I, I didn't want something that, I mean, I wear baseball caps all the time. It's great, but sometimes something calls for a little bit more than a baseball cap, but, and this, it, this feels like it keeps my head warm. I've been looking for a hat. We've talked about the bowler. I look, I, I, I can pull the bowler off, yes. but, but I, but nobody wants you to pull the bowler off. You know, um, so I looked. I, I needed something that was a little dressier, but uh, but also casual. And I don't know if it works. You still I, did I not explain what the hell you have on your head. It's a hat. But what kind of hat? It's a very specific hat, and it's, you just spent fifteen like, minutes not explaining what it was. It's a flat cap. I guess they call it a flat cap cabbie hat. Is what it can be described as. It's. Now, can you um, turn it around backwards and be Samuel L. Jackson? No, that's a Kangle hat, which is similar. That's yeah, similar, yeah. This isn't quite a Kangle hat, and I would never do that with this hat um, because I just I can't I can't pull that off either. So um, let me offer because I'm looking at Steve wearing the hat right now. I want to yeah. Can you uh, do a little more of a turn? A little more of a turn. Very good. He's spinning around right now, and I'm getting all the angles. So for the listeners, I will tell you that this is a basically, and I have a similar hat. Um, uh, mine was uh, uh, came from Ireland, Northern Ireland, and uh, it's uh, so. This is uh, sometimes uh, some places call this a derby hat, but it really isn't a derby hat. Uh, it's more of a hat that you'd see an old man driving on a Sunday drive. Okay. Kind of hat. And you do pull it off great. And the particular hat that you have fits your head really well. And you can do that. And I would use it as a seasonal hat, but I wouldn't wear it during the summer. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't see myself doing it during the summer unless it's a cooler night that I'm out for like a walk. I, or you it's, know, you're starting to talk like an old man. This is the thing I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> if you just simply listen to me, uh, if do I can find a, if I can find a good taffy pull. Yes. I'll uh, I'll wear this there and make sure I don't get any of my straggler hairs into the taffy. Okay, so I I would I will say this in regards to your hat. The if I saw this on a person on the street who wasn't an old man, I would say that's kind of a douchey hat. But okay. but no, I I totally listen. But listen, and and I don't even mean douchey. I mean kind of maybe it's six and one half dozen in the other. A little hipster. It's like whenever you see somebody wearing a kilt in public. It's Uh, just like, what are they trying to do? A utila kilt. No, this isn't really that level, though. No, I'm not saying it's utila kilt level by any means. I'm saying a little hipstery, I guess, is is probably a better way to put it. But I know you, and I know Tracy. So if I saw either one of you in that hat, as I'm seeing you now, I wouldn't think that for a second, because I know you, and I know that's not how you operate. If I saw a stranger in the hat, I would think little hipstery. 
Okay, yeah. so yeah. I, I, I get that. And I think I completely counter it um, by, you know, total hipster hat. But as your eyes move down the wardrobe, you realize yeah. everything was purchased at Costco. Yeah. And yeah. there's no way, there's no way any hipster is going to be wearing Costco. And this clothes. is the thing where like my beard actually throws me over into a hipster category where they're like, Hey, I wonder where that guy shops for beard oil. That is, <laughs> um, and uh, it's, it's something I, I take a, a greater risk wearing that hat and I wore it this week as a matter of fact, but, uh, um, and I felt, you know, I have reservations about it every time, but I'm, I, I don't know. It passed the Wendy test, which is almost impossible. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's um, all that matters. I mean, that's, especially at our age. If your wife is cool with it, who gives a shit? Like, wear the hat and keep your head warm. She 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 saw it and she's like, hmm, okay, like like I will allow this, right? Um, and I'm like, okay, it was ten bucks. Was that's all? It cost ten bucks. <laughs> you got a screaming deal on it. I got a, I got a hell of a deal. That was the and that was the first thing out of my mouth when I saw Wendy making a judgment. It was just ten bucks. Yeah, like they just say. <laughs> Trace, Tracy's reaching for a pen to write down ideas for next week's hat minute. <laughs> this was, was this uh, this hat was a hundred and seventy five dollars. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, it was it's it was ten bucks. And it, I will tell you, it feels good. Like, yeah, I I don't hate it the way it feels, but you know, just like I, Dave said, I'm I'm worried that people are gonna you know judge me to be a complete. Can you well, can I, you get a in, can you get like a really pretentious pipe to go along with it? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Something something you know super curvy. Yeah, that you yeah. constantly like Either, tap against with, your teeth or tap with against that. Your head. It has to be super curvy or it has to be corn cob. It cannot be anything right. in between. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, yeah. It can't be subtle. It has to be. Um, yeah. That's definitely. All right, Tracy, how about you? What'd you do last week? So um, the uh, this will be a big surprise to you guys. The uh, alto saxophone entered our house for the first time uh, ever. We've uh, we've been we've had a strong like no woodwind instrument policy in our house for a very long time. But my middle son brought home an alto saxophone, and uh, it's a uh, it's uh, lovely. And so um, while he's learning to play it, I have gone back to me 20, 20 years and uh, began playing the saxophone a little bit myself. I have a few years of saxophone under my belt and uh, I forgot how actually fun that instrument is not only to play, but to look at it. It's an exceedingly complicated instrument. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to have sax chat real quick here. Yes, because I have a couple of questions. Are there only yes. two major kinds? Is it is it basically alto and baritone on the? Well, uh, the alto and tenor are basically the most common ones that you see. And alto is more of a, a of a marching band style instrument. Tenor yeah. is the one that's most often played because of the range that it has. Baritone has special places, and that's the one that has the big kind of curvy yep. loop in yep. it. Um, and then, then you can go like Kenny G playing C melody or, yeah. uh, I think that's called soprano saxophone soprano. in some cases, which it has some, uh, relation to the clarinet. So, okay. So here's my next question then are the, cause I've never, I don't even know if I've ever held a saxophone. 
if you can, if you know how to play one, do you know how to play them all? Are the button layouts and the concepts basically the same to where you know where the notes are? A little bit because they are in different keys. So sure. the altos in E flat and the um, baritone and tenor, I believe, are in B flat, and the sopranos in C are. I think it's similar to the clarinet. Uh, so they are in different keys, but the concept is basically the same. So when you understand like how an octave is built with steps, odd, odd, or, uh, a whole, whole half, whole, whole, whole half, you know, a, a major scale, you kind of understand like how the fingering works. They're a little different, but yeah, if you could play, uh, if you could play one with some adjustment, you could play the others. Got it. Okay. I have, I think I have all my saxophone questions answered that I had. Steve, did you have any you wanted to bring to the the table? How's um, how's your kid doing with? <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do what? I, I needed it. I needed it to be completely straight, like absolutely. Okay. We'll we'll do. We'll set that up as another time. We so. Do you okay. want to take it? Stop no, I'm, I'm excited. Stop I'm excited. the show. So I I started playing my I started off playing the clarinet, and uh, the, my dad said, "Oh, hey, if you're playing the clarinet, you need to listen to Benny Goodman," uh, which is like telling a kid that brings home a snare drum to listen to Buddy Rich. Yeah, nothing that you're hearing sounds like anything you're banging on or playing, and never in my life did what but uh, Benny Goodman play sound like a clarinet because he was simply just one of those world-class magical players of it. And so that nearly discouraged me from playing it besides the fact that it's kind of a stupid instrument and you have to actually cover holes with fingers. Uh, but um, the sax, you use keys to do it. And I thought as soon as I upgraded to the saxophone, my life changed immensely. How many years did you play the sax? I see. I did have another sax question. I guess I played for uh, six years and uh, a couple of years on and off. And three years in the army. Yes, three years in the yeah in the well the Marine Corps band yeah for yeah. sure. I, he took a few years off because they didn't allow saxophones in prison. And then once he got back out, he picked it. Right yeah, as soon as I discovered guitar, it was really hard to justify playing any other instrument at that point because. Uh, you know, I I was okay at the saxophone, but it never got me the girls the guitar had right. got. Sure. Yeah, and nothing has since, frankly. Yeah, unless you're in Huey Lewis, it's tough to get the chicks with the saxophone. There's very few yeah. bands out yeah, there that yeah. really. So yeah, so I we we played uh, some Stan Getz um, on uh, if you're into into jazz, and so Stan Getz. My dad likes Stan Getz quite a bit, and he had this sort of tiki brazilian samba phase that he went through that i kind of like and so we were playing some music from that and my 10 year old said yeah that's that's fine <laughs> uh for for you listeners who may not be aware stan gets uh wrote the uh you got the touch from the transformers movie did i <laughs> did i get that right is that <laughs> i'd have to i'd have to look that up but i'm i'm 30 percent sure that you're right 30 <laughs> percent sure yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen, uh, sorry, Tracy, I, I didn't mean to. You just hit the sax talk and then I didn't know you got more. OK, he's shaking his head. No, he's giving me the brush off. He's giving me the. I'm all done. OK, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here on the Dave and Steve show. How many times have you been carrying too many sacks of groceries into the house just to have one of your pinky fingers snap off? 
breaking the pickle jar and raspberry jam all over the floor. Do your handshakes not deliver the goods on the bottom end? Nice to meet you. Man, your handshake is weak. Weak! Do your gloves not wear out evenly toward the smaller digit? These mittens show my shame. Buff up with the new Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Don't mess around with those finger steroids and digit yoga. If you want to build real lower-end pinky strength, you'll want our new state-of-the-art machine. Patent pending. Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the almost proven way to build pinky muscle mass in some time with minimal discomfort and the satisfying burn that lets you know you're building muscle. Some of the burn is from electricity. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the only hand exercise machine that builds muscle mass using old-fashioned exercise with the speed and safety... Not safe. ...of small electrical stimulation. Son of a... Just insert your hand and plug the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System into any 220 or dryer outlet that you choose and let the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System do the work for you. Should I try it? Only if you want hot, sexy man hands from your thumb to your pinky. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Available now in these fine stores. Happy Hand Adult Emporium. Walmart. We've all seen her, her iconic silhouette and hourglass body shape as she's seen sitting, leaning back on her hands while her hair blows gently in the breeze. We know her from trucks, clothing, and sometimes that little coffee shack outside of town. Sometimes we call her trucker girl or if we're in a good mood, seated lady, but most often she's Mudflap girl. Legend has it that she was created by a man named Bill Zinda of Wiz Enterprises to promote his truck and auto accessories line. A couple of theories persist on who inspired Mudflap Girl. Some say it was an exotic dancer, and others say it was his friend's wife. Me? I don't buy it. I think it was a girl named Sue I knew back in 10th grade. I lost touch with her, and I hear later on in life she moved to Montana. Well, she may be gone, but I still see her every time I catch a brief glimpse of Mudflap Girl. This has been Tracy's Cool Mudflap Girl Minute. Might be my favorite minute you've done. Oh, my God. That's absolutely fantastic. Oh. Might, yeah, might be my favorite one so far. Okay, so here's the reason we have Tracy on the show, and it's uh, – he provides so much content um, from the minute that – which was – his minutes are always golden. But during the breaks, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're <laughs> – there, the breaks are just as interesting. Um, I witnessed. So Dave is, you know, working on something over, over in his window, and Tracy. I get. I see Tracy ha- has an idea. He's like, oh well, there's there's a break, and um, and he he goes to pull back, and it doesn't go well, and he. <laughs> 
And I see him <laughs> lean over like he's falling out of his chair and there's nothing I can do. I'm just a window on his device. And I see him fall back like to the left or whatever, to his yes. right. Yes. And and then he like he falls back far, but then he springs back and goes like the entire opposite direction gets out of his chair and is gone yeah like the wind i i and looked I'm, i looked away briefly and i looked back and you weren't in your chair so when the when the commercial wrapped up i said to steve what happened to tracy and he said well he fell over in his chair and then he got up and left <laughs> it's uh it's it, it steve actually is more gently describing what actually happened i i had uh, I, I thought to myself, oh, uh, commercial break, I have enough time to use the bathroom. So I pushed the um, chair back, uh, which makes the uh, front like wheel caster go right over my left big toe. So it's and it's stuck there. It's so the weight of my entire body and the chair is on my left toe. And I'm thinking, I've got to fix this somehow. So the only thing I can think of to do is throw the weight of my body to the right which causes the chair to start to go over. And I thought, oh, well, this actually might end up worse. But it's okay, because the wall catches me. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm like trying to right myself and figure out what's going on and sort of adjust to the pain that's going on, I see Steve laughing. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. I'm saying, oh, okay, because this now, it was clearly from a visible standpoint was clearly as stupid as it felt in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. So then I limped onto the bathroom and uh, did my so, business there and came back to uh, this discussion. So while you were out, um, while you were gone out of, out of frame, how dumb is it that I think I can, I can lean in a little bit and see if you dented the drywall yeah. somewhere behind, yeah. like, like the, <laughs> like the camera is going to change its angle. Yeah. How, how dumb you... am I to think that I, I'm going to be able to see? <laughs> so yeah, no damage to the wall. I I I'd leaned uh, I'd leaned against the wall enough to to right myself, but uh, not enough to repair my dignity. My my wife <laughs> my wife dented our drywall this weekend pretty substantially too, Steve. Right by well, what I say the hell I say Steve is happening at your house. I know I say Steve like, and so this is this is one of those things where. All of this is verifiable through my wife. So you guys know I'm not just making this shit up. She will back this. All of this happened, including the the Roomba dog poop, the puking, the pee on the guitar. She was there for all of it. And she was there for when she decided by herself that she was going to move a large king size mattress downstairs from upstairs. <clears throat> I have a bum shoulder. She didn't want to ask me. So she just decided she was going to do it herself. And she got the mattress all the way to the stairs, got it down the first two or three steps and decided, why not just let gravity take it the rest of the way? It's just a mattress. It's just going to slide down the stairs. Well, mattresses are pretty heavy. And so it slid down the stairs, dented the drywall right by our front door, tore the key hanger, the metal key hanger that we have off the wall completely and ripped the mattress wide open. So it did not exactly work out as planned, but that was, you said dented the drywall and that's what made me think of that. I got a cup. go ahead, Steve. You seem like you have a thought. It dented the drywall and it ripped the mattress open. So there was a, it's, it, it basically hit right in the corner of a wall. And on one side of that wall, there's a metal, heavy metal key hanger. It's literally a big metal key with little prongs sticking off of it. So as it went by that and tore it off the wall, it ripped the mattress open on the big metal key. 
and then it hit the wall in front on the other side of the corner and that's what stopped it and that's what dented the drywall so what you're saying is your wife's um your wife's mattress uh, hit the wall right in the gas cap it it yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's precisely right, what he's saying. Right in the gas can. I honestly thought you were going wife, mattress, key party joke. I thought that's where you were going with it, but you went with the, the callback to her hitting my car. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah I wasn't going to key party. That's okay. A couple I, things. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't connect those dots. One, I want to, you guys make sure I come back to this. I want to touch on, we have a very special show coming up next week, and I want to make sure that we touch on that before we get to headlines. Right. However, tonight, I'm surprised this hasn't been mentioned because I wore it on purpose. I wore this shirt for a very specific reason. Oh, and I didn't, I didn't realize. Right. So I am, tonight, I'm wearing a Goonies shirt. Tracy, do you maybe want to explain why I'm wearing a Goonies shirt? So out of the blue, what I decided to do is uh, uh, make, uh, I, I kind of added up what the community had said based on my very unscientific uh poll for information like what movie from the 80s classic movie that everybody's seen that clearly i haven't do you want uh me to see and so there were two right at the top and one slightly off third and the top was the goonies uh i have no i've never seen this film i know only of its title i only vaguely know of its cast i have no pop pop reference uh I don't know about its soundtrack and I have, certainly have no nostalgic love for it. So tomorrow night um, using the hashtag Tracy watches the Goonies, I'm going to um, uh, begin watching it and, uh, and add my uh, sort of live uh, commentary as the movie goes along. I, I'm um, going on record right now to say you will thoroughly enjoy that movie. Um. From uh, er, you're not the only one who's told me that um, there were some people that were concerned that like the age of the movie, that if it was dated and and uh, it would feel like I would sort of pan that. But I'm kind of over that. I won't I won't um, I'll let it live in its time and I'll enjoy it for what it is. If it if it's dated, fine, that won't bother me. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know anything about this movie and I'm going to watch it. But I will say this. Dirty Dancing was a close second, and that one is going to follow much more. And I will go on record to say you will thoroughly hate that movie. Well, I there's a there's a thing there's a couple of rules of thumb that I've gone ahead with movies, and one is if a movie has the word sisterhood in it, (laughs) and if a movie has the word um, dancing in it, I generally probably won't like it. Right. And so um, years ago, uh, my wife made me watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. Um, which uh, I'm, I'm not going to comment on uh, because it, it's... Oh, it's a terrible dri- movie. It's awful. Uh, it's drivel. It's I was so- okay with it. I also, I also liked Under the Tuscan Sun for some reason. I think it was the drugs that I, from, from again, my wisdom teeth removed. Yeah, but- I, I am really kind of jealous of you coming up with a surgery... Um, uh, so I'm, I'm, there, there's a chance I may have a surgery or procedure coming up in the next three or four months. So Trace, I am ha- hashtag, doing... It's a long hashtag. If it's hashtag Tracy watches dirty dancing while on propofol. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't exactly roll off probably, the tongue. Uh, 
as uh, consolidate that some. But anyway, tomorrow night uh, on uh, on Facebook, not Twitter, because Twitter is a very ugly place to be these days, and I'm not going to go there. All social media is hard enough right now. Uh, but on uh, Facebook, Tracy watches the Goonies. Perfect. So this is a weird thing. We don't have to go on about this too long. All I will say is, and again, we don't have to have a big discussion around this. I've gone the opposite way. I have found a safe haven right now in Twitter where I prefer to be there. And I have distanced myself. I have socially distanced myself. See what I did there from Facebook. Yes. yes. So mm-hmm. I'm in the exact opposite boat. Uh, but I can I can understand. I mean, I definitely understand yeah, both sides of that. It, but um, I I stay away it, from Facebook right now. Well, right now, I mean, it, it depends. When your Facebook circle kind of goes, I mean, Facebook has some controls that I like, uh, and because my circle is rather chosen, right? But you see, Twitter is a very broad. You can get tweets and retweets from people oh, sure, that can go sure, very sure. broad yep. throughout the world, and so. My Facebook uh, group can be what I want it to be. And then there, uh, during this election season, snoozing or unfollowing allows me to be able to keep these people in my life for past uh, early November. Yep. So, uh, But Twitter, what happens is that politics, I use Twitter for one thing, only for one subject generally. Soccer. and Soccer, exactly. And so that's where I go. But right now... Uh, people have gone so insane that it has permeated this single subject that I want. And so I can't really go there and I don't go there for any other reason. Yeah. I just, I um, see. And I yelled soccer because I just, I'm just reading through my Twitter feed and rarely see Tracy on there. And then there will just be some like, well, Mike Dorchester shouldn't have footied that sucker. That was, and then some (laughs) hashtag that I, you know, I have no FC super Bowl. And I'm like, I don't, what does this mean? And this doesn't make yeah. any sense. And then that's it. You never explain anything else. You yeah, just, it, it, well, it, I mean, it, it really is. It's like, I, I go there for just like one set of context. Uh, people I interact with generally are, are, are built around uh, that uh, soccer. And uh, because I enjoy soccer, professional soccer, so much and have for many years uh i found that to be a good place to get information because in the united states it's simply it's not it's probably fifth in the top right it's fifth in the top three of sports let's put it that way and so (laughs) you uh what happens is that if you want to get information or about what's going on in soccer the leagues themselves have their own almost like professional soccer or excuse me professional wrestling they have their own right their own media that covers themselves, right? So that, and so when you use Twitter, you can actually get out into the, the independent or the community of soccer and kind of enjoy it. I've enjoyed soccer in that sphere for a while and I don't use it for anything else. So when politics enters into it, I've just left Twitter completely. Steve only goes onto Twitter to pretend to be a dog. That's really the only time you'll find him. I used, I used to do that, but, um, but when he died, I don't do that anymore. Right. Yeah. No, that was that was a lot of fun. I I'm on Twitter every once in a while. I throw something out there, and then I remember I have eight followers. Yeah. And uh, nobody cares what Steve has to say. So. So yeah, me tweeting anything is useless. You know, and, uh, Tracy, but, I feel like I feel like tonight's a little poor me, Steve. You know what I mean? I feel like it's you a know. Little... 
I have a nice hat. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, uh, so let's talk next week's show. So next week's show is some kind of surprise that Steve has cooked up for us. We're recording this on a Thursday. As you know, the day after tomorrow is Halloween here in the States. Steve has something that he's got in the hopper, as it were. Steve, you yes. care to, uh, are you going to let us in on any of this? I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I, I'm, all I'm going to tell you is I have purchased and it was hard as hell to do it with you, Tracy, because you don't have any personal information out there. I purchased plane tickets for both oh. of you and you have to meet me at the, you have to meet me at the airport tomorrow night at seven. Okay. SeaTac or Painfield. <laughs> Okay. SeaTac. <laughs> okay, it's very not, good. All right. It is not <laughs> Painfield. Let me put it on my calendar. SeaTac. <laughs> we're just gonna walk right in, okay? Um, and and we're we're going on a little we're going on a little field trip. I am gonna show you something amazing. Oh, this is exciting. Good. Good. Now you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to abandon your family for Halloween. I don't know how you feel about. Yeah, I don't that. care. Uh, yeah, I don't care. All right. Um, so uh, I'm really, really excited. I can't wait to share this with both of you. So is tomorrow... this, let me ask you this. Is this something that I can bring the recorder along with to record the experience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. So in fact, I, I kind of need you to. Okay. So. so I will bring the digital recorder. We'll bring it along every step of the way and we'll, we'll all figure this out together. It'll it'll be okay. I need you to pack for two nights um, okay. and br bring some bring some warm seasonal clothes. Oh, all right. Yeah. All this right. Is, this is exciting. This, this uh, yeah. feels like the old days. Yeah. It's I I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. All right. Well, you know what you're going to have to wait for. You're going to have to wait for the headlines a minute because I forgot to queue up the intro for that. So. No, uh, I'm going to talk over it. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, here's Tracy Green with the headlines. Sorry, Tracy. You know what? I feel like I, I got to give you a little more energy than that. Here's Tracy Green with tonight's headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story tonight, the Tourism Board of Kazakhstan is embracing the new Borat movie by using characters' catchphrase, very nice. In a series of campaign videos, Borat's subsequent movie film, the sequel to 2006 Borat, Cultural Learnings of America's Formake Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan stars, Sasha Baron Cohen, as fictional Kazakh journalist Borat Sagdiev, and takes numerous shots at the former Soviet country. Have you guys seen it yet? Have you watched the I, movie yet? I, I watched it, yeah. It, it, it was good. I mean, it wasn't amazing. There were a couple of spots that were very cringeworthy, as you would expect. There were a couple of spots mm -hmm. that were really funny and, and well done. Uh, the, it, it did that thing that I hate that when movies do that, which is the, a lot of the trailers, a lot of the clips in the trailers promoting the film aren't in the actual film right one of the trailers right. that i saw as an example is him at this driving range and my entire family laughed at the clip because 
the guy tells him, you know, make sure you hold on to the club. And then, of course, he inevitably swings and lets the club go and it goes flying across the room. And the guy says, what's the first thing I told you? And Borat's response is, hello, nice meet you. (laughs) (laughs) So... So it made us all laugh a lot. And that he doesn't even go to a golf range in the movie. There's no that's not in there. So it hit the cutting room floor. So it'll be in the production cut. Correct. Right? It'll be in a director's all, cut. You know, but it's isn't it amazing to isn't it amazing that maybe it took 14 years for people to forget this character that there was any. So, so they actually fooling? touch on this. They actually t- they they highlight this in the movie. There's a certain point in the movie that is, I think, one of the more legitimate clips. Uh, meaning, it, the movie, just like the first one, delves in and out of scripted versus unscripted. So right. he, there's a script that loosely ties everything together, and then he goes into real world settings and pranks unsuspecting people, and it's all tied together. There is a moment in the film where he can't stop being noticed. And it's legitimately people wanting to get pictures with Borat and seeing him on the show. Hey, look, it's Borat doing their thing. So they actually do address that even after all this time, he still can't get away from it. That's funny. So I remember that uh, the the Kazakhstan and the village that he um, began the first movie in, they took umbrage. Yeah, they hated it. Characterization of it. So, but the videos show tourists. So in in Kazakhstan, the videos show tourists experiencing the country's food markets, cities, and landscapes. And each video ends with a visitor exclaiming, "Wow, very nice!" (laughs) So we would like everyone to come experience Kazakhstan for themselves by visiting our country in 2021 and beyond, so that they can see that Borat's homeland is nicer than they have heard. They're the num- number one uh, producers of potassium. Uh, yes, uh, all, all other countries, all countries have, have inferior, inferior potassium. potassium. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, uh... So the, oh. the number of people that think that that's the actual Kazakhstan national anthem, na- national anthem is uh, quite amazing. So. Yeah, that's true. So our second story, scientists have discovered the first nest of so-called murder hornets in the united states and plan to wipe it out saturday to protect native honeybees officials in washington state said yeah where where exactly in washington state i i I mean i knew it was in this state but i didn't know exactly where yeah so after weeks of searching the uh agency said it found the nest of asian giant hornets in blaine which is a city just north of seattle according to this but for barely even north of seattle it is it's basically on the canadian border so bad weather delayed the plans to the to, to destroy the nest yeah did you notice did you guys see the the images of the like guy holding the weird clear it looked like one of the tubes you send up in the bank when you're going through the drive-thru, but it's much, much larger, and he's holding it with both hands, and then it's got... The pictures weren't all that great, because you just see, like, a bunch of rubbish. I mean, it literally looks like the vacuum canister you pulled out of a giant vacuum, because I think that's right. what it is. That's what he did with yeah. it. He, he took it He took it over to Chase and just shoved it right up his <laughs> and let them deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the world's largest hornet at two inches long can decimate entire hives of honeybees and deliver painful stings to people. Farmers in the Pacific Northwest depend on those honeybees to pollinate many crops. And I, uh, there's word that the entire um, civilization of the planet depends on honeybees. Where do you guys stand on honey? 
You a honey fan? You like the honey? I'm against, I'm against honeybees. I have been forever. No, Steve, not, I, the you... bees. I get the bees are yeah, dicks. I... I'm talking about the product that they produce. Do you like the oh, honey? honey? I Yeah, honey. I, I love honey. Um, absolutely. I'm a take it or leave it guy on the honey. I, I don't. Uh, if I never, if you told me tomorrow, and I, I'm not for one second implying that the the death of all honeybees, the eradication of honeybees, is going to only affect honey. I'm not saying that for a second. So don't please don't put two and two together. I'm just saying if tomorrow you told me you can no longer have honey for the rest of your life, I'm okay with that. I don't I don't need honey in my life. What what fascinates me about honey? I, I like honey. Okay, I well, as much as the next man. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm just I, gonna say it. I like honey. Honey's, honey's good. Um, I, I like the, my favorite is the kind that you get at like the farmer's market. So you go to like the Pike Place Market or whatever, you get like the very local honey. But the people that sell it are weird. And and here's here's why. They wear the kind of hats you're wearing right now. Exactly. The number one, first guy wearing wear that. No, the thing that they do is you start talking to them about honey. Oh, and I understand this is good for my allergies. Oh, it's good for everything. Honey, 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 honey will cure just about any. And this is what big pharma doesn't want you to know yeah, right. yeah. is that honey will cure. I, I had, I had a kidney stone dissolved it. No problem. Just, just, just melted it away. I, a natural honey from my local area dissolved the kidney stone. No problem. The next day. Okay. My aunt, brain cancer, yeah. stage four brain cancer. Yeah. Totally fine. Gone. No, no, yeah. gone because she, she ate all this local honey and, and like, they will literally, they are totally like the dad on, um, yeah. like my big fat Greek wedding with yeah. the Windex and they, and they always have the really wide eyed, uh, spouse with the big crazy hair, the like giant, like uh, like yeah. ratty, like big giant hair, who's just wide eyed and nodding in agreement mm-hmm. with them at all the things oh, yeah. that they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Take this honey home and boil it just a if, little bit. If you guys ever want yeah. to, not uh, not that you would, I, I don't know why you want to gain favor with my wife, but if you ever want to gain favor with my wife, Can get her actual note? honeycomb. They, and and it's hard to find most of those bee stands they'll have the raw honey and all that kind of stuff but it's it's rare that it's less common for sure that you see the little plastic packaging with the actual honeycomb in it and she will eat that with like a fork and it's one of her absolute favorite things so i've seen little- that she she'll she'll take it she'll put it in a small dish she'll put it in the middle of her table and she will jump up on the table and she will squat over it and just and just yeah, and growl if you look at her. Yeah, while she's yeah don't, it. good God, weird. don't look at her. Oh, yeah. I oh. didn't realize you guys had been there when she had consumed raw. Yeah, Steve and I were both there. It was weird that you weren't, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen those videos. All right, Tracy, what do you got next? <laughs> I'm not done talking about honey. <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah, I'm not done talking about your wife squatting over a bowl of honey, Dave. I, I did hear. I did hear a guy saying, "Hey." Um, I had some of that. I had some of your local honey, and that is not honey. That does not taste like honey. This guy's going off on how it's not honey. Like, honey tastes different, like everywhere you go. Yeah, it's. Like, I mean, it's, it's totally... down to soil, flour, all the all the things that go into it. Absolutely, can and it. and it and there is a big variance in taste. And he's not wrong that it doesn't. Right. That it, 
but it does taste like honey. It just doesn't taste like the honey he grew up yeah. on in, you know, Alabama. But now yeah. bump. This has been yeah. Steve's Honey Minute. Exactly. Our, our third story. It seems that a gang of wily raccoons has taken up residence on the White House lawn, and at least one sneaked up on a TV reporter early Wednesday. <laughs> Events on the president's schedule today, and important to say the White House, especially from the dead. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, Freaking raccoons, man. God. Again, this is the second know. time. <laughs> so, as you heard, that was CNN's Joe Johns was on camera <laughs> shooting a live spot for New Day when a raccoon attempted to creep into the frame. In response, Johns threw an object at the critter and hollered, Get! as he tried to salvage his video footage. To be clear, it's <laughs> CNN, so it's very possible Don Jr. is releasing rabid raccoons at them from behind a bush somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that's pretty funny. That's, that's, I, I, that, it doesn't matter what, what end of the politi political spectrum it is if you have Don Jr. releasing <laughs> raccoons. Yeah. He's, he's weaponized raccoons yeah, yeah. <laughs> against CNN. Yeah. Ah. So John's explained later that no animals were harmed when he threw something to scare it off. He also offered a theory on why White House raccoons have been so friendly lately. I think they're attracted to the lights, he said, apparently not understanding what a nocturnal animal is. <laughs> exactly. Seems that raccoons have been a problem for reporters outside the White House for at least a week. Paula Reed of CBS News said a raccoon attacked multiple news crews on the North Lawn in September. <laughs> you know they're attracted to trash, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the joke. Yeah. That's absolutely the yes. joke. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's nope, these nocturnal animals are, that's his theory, light. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> we were at uh, Disneyland few years back and we were waiting in line for the Matterhorn which is the big one that looks like the snow-capped mountain yes. and the line for the Matterhorn literally wraps around the base of the giant mountain that the roller coaster is on and there were two raccoons that were just the, as I mean it's a fantastic just like you would expect anything in Disneyland to be it looks like a real mountain in town towards the base there's grass and trees and all this stuff and it's it, there's a wrought iron fence so that you can't actually get at any of the grass or anything but there were two raccoons and they were literally just goofing around like they were they one of them would kind of lounge on its back for a little while. The other one was just kind of wandering around. They weren't causing any problems or anything, but people were fascinated with the raccoons just staring at them. And it the line was starting to get kind of squished because everybody was bunching up trying to see the raccoons. You're at the most magical place on Earth. You have everything at your disposal as far as entertainment goes, and you're staring at, as to use Steve's phrase that I've heard him use before, trash pandas that are off <laughs> yes. in the grass. Like you're just you're just staring at these basically borderline rats when you could be just moving up in the line to go get on one of the most fantastic rides on the face of the Earth. Yeah, we uh, we have them uh, visit our backyard uh, from time to time. We have uh, six that live in our green belt, and I chase them off uh, as I don't want them anywhere near our house at all. And I want them, and I chased them off with the leaf blower last week. 
because <laughs> uh, I want them to think that there's a big orange monster yeah, that will yeah. uh, blow wind at them if they come yeah. anywhere near me. Old man level master. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pitiful. Do you know what um, will get rid of those raccoons immediately? Put out a bunch of honey. Just, oh, yeah. just dribble it all that. over oh, yeah. your deck. Yeah. 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 Or local, local honey. Or, it's got to be or, local honey. Smear it on there. Yep. As soon as they eat it, they'll leave. Yep. Or a guitar covered in uh, cat pee. Maybe. <laughs> so. Our fourth story a woman in labor had her husband stop on the way to a F- Florida hospital for birth of their child so that she could cast her vote. Karen Brasino Gonzalez, an employee of the Orange County Supervisor election, said she was processing voter ballots around 2.30 p.m. Tuesday when a man came in with his wife's driver's license. The man explained his wife was outside in the car and wanted to cast her vote. She said, uh, we need her here. And he basically told me that's going to be a problem because she refuses to go to the hospital until she votes. See, and I, when you first kicked this off, I thought for sure this was going to be one of those stories where you think like, wow, that's really great that she wanted to, to cast a, a vote while pregnant. But in reality, this was just her wanting to get a selfie, like making sure she gets the baby bump in the picture along with the, the ballot going in the box yeah. so that she can show everybody. But if she stayed in the car and sent her husband in, that's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's more legit for sure. The man explained his wife was in labor and insisted on voting before going to the hospital. Bersano Gonzalez said she took initially took an email in ballot out to the woman, but she refused it, saying, no, no, no. I need to fill it out right now. Hmm. Florida. I wonder if being in labor affected any of the decisions she made on the ballot. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just wondering if any of those were affected, just like, I'm, yeah. you know, it's a good point. This, and there's some know. more speculation on that. A spokesman for the state of Florida pointed out that this problem could easily be avoided if Florida would simply have the courage to end women's suffrage. No. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Unac- unacceptable. That's unacceptable. And that's, and that's the news, fellas. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a joke about like if the father of the child <laughs> who was also her brother had just planned ahead. <laughs> oh, See, Steve is legitimately terrified by what you just said, Tracy. This yeah, has I, made I, him I, so I, uncomfortable. It's funny. And I pinpointed, I pinpointed that joke uh, specifically uh, for Steve. So I saw the, the, the wiggling around the nervous grasping for his can of uh, peach. <laughs> sparkling water and uh yes he is he is demonstrably affected by that he's uh, just that. guzzling honey just yes. oh i've got this local honey well it is it's peach water and it's peach plus honey yeah so, it is oh, yeah. Yes. okay so everybody listening tune in next week it's going to be We've done a couple of these since our return. This is going to be, no doubt, a different show. Because anytime we bring the recorder on location somewhere, it's always special. It's always interesting. It's always something that you haven't heard before. So tune in next week for a special episode. Until then... Wait. I was just about to say, Steve, do you have anything else to add? I do. I really don't want people to miss out on Tracy watching The Goonies because it's... (laughs) It's going to be amazing.
But as we've already established, only the people Tracy selects will be allowed to watch. So that's going to be weird. Tracy, well, how about you? Go ahead. Uh, I, I don't have anything to add. If you if you if you use that uh, hashtag, uh, Tracy watches the Goonies. T R A C Y watches the Goonies on Facebook. You can grab it. Uh, you can follow along. So I have zero idea what's going to happen. It's not so. Tracy with an eye with a little heart over it. <laughs> well, generally in the in the uh, from the 1980s to the early 2000s, that's what what it was. Yes, but uh, in the digital age, it's simply just just a normal Y. Okay. All right. So if you haven't already and you need a reminder, get out and vote. If you actually truly do need that reminder, you're a jack wagon because you should have voted a long time ago. Uh, For everybody else, for Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we're going to talk to you all next time right here on The Dave and Steve Show. (laughs) 